Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Again. I'm back at it again, man. Listen, boy, oh, boy, do we have quite a bit to discuss, okay? Everyone on the lines, hold on. We'll get to everybody. Trust me, all right? Man, Aaron Rodgers has been cleared for practice with the New York Jets. We're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing the New York Jets' upcoming game against the Falcons. This is going to be uh, another crazy one to speak about. We're also going to be talking about some haters that are out there, too. We're going to be discussing all of that, okay? Listen, call in 515-602-9639. Again, 515-602-9639. That's the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Hold on, everybody on the lines. I'm fired up, man. I cannot wait to discuss this with y'all because this is crazy. Let me get into the show, man. Listen, I'm the minute of people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I really do. All right, so we need some feedback. Your boy is also on iTunes as well. Go on over to iTunes, okay? Type in The Long Beach Joe Show. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave me a five-star rating on there, all right? And leave me some feedback on there too. I appreciate everyone that does that, all right? Helps the show get out there. Helps more people see what I'm doing over here, okay? It really does. And I appreciate all of you that do do that, all right? It goes a long way. I also, okay, am on Twitter. Go on over to Twitter, type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter, okay? Go ahead and follow your boy. I'll follow you right back. And let's go back and forth, man. I have a lot of positive discussions over there with Jets fans. Sometimes it gets a little heated. <laughs> oh, it gets a little heated. I'm not going to lie to you. I go back and forth with a lot of people that have a lot of different opinions. And, uh, you know, I remain respectful, you know, even in the heated conversation, but we definitely get after it over there. So come on over at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Uh, follow me and uh, let's have those discussions. Okay. Personal page is at young J zero zero zero. All right. And for those of you that may not know, we also do the show live. We also do the show live, man. We have a lot of fun over here. We put out a lot of great content. If you want to check the show out live, okay, a lot of people run into it, and uh, they say, Joe, man, you be looking good, bro. I got a lot of, you know, salutes to the ladies out there. All right? They say, Joe, you pretty handsome. We just thought it was all about, you know, jets and takes, and, you know, you got a great voice, and we really love your, your uh, you know, your thoughts on this New York Jets. But uh, we didn't know, you know, you look so good. And I want to thank you, ladies. I appreciate you. I'm not – you know, a guy that's arrogant, I'm just working with what I got. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you and uh, your kind words to your boy. But, yeah, come on over to YouTube, okay? That's where we host the show live. YouTube, all right? Click that search bar, type in The Long Beach Joe, okay? You can find me there. You can also hit Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, okay? Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, 
subscribe to the channel, all right, and hit that notification bell so when I post content, you will be in the know. Also, give the videos a thumbs up, okay, and leave me some comments. Go back and forth in my videos as well in that comment section. I love interacting with people that way as well. Again, okay, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? So please get involved there. Now it's time to have the discussion, okay? But before we do that, keep in mind, when you come over to YouTube, okay, you're going to have to deal with some people, bro. All right, I just want to warn y'all before we get into this discussion. When you come over to YouTube, you're going to have to talk to some people, all right? You're going to have to deal with the people in the chat. I call my chat the savages. You want to know why? Because they're savage. <laughs> Listen, man, <laughs> they'll get after you, all right? They'll get after you. I just got to let you know that. Okay, if they don't like your take, they don't like what you bring into the table, they're going to let you know. Salute all savages in the building. I see y'all, Todd, GVH, everybody in there. I see y'all, and I'll come to y'all, put your questions in the chat. I already see Todd saying, hey, do you think Rogers will play or should he wait for next season? We're going to come to that in just a second. All right, I want to make sure that uh, we in there. So, again, put your questions in the chat, and we'll come to y'all in a second. Again, callers, hold on. We're going to get to everybody tonight. I'm going to move quickly, okay? Listen. Aaron Rodgers is back, y'all. Aaron Rodgers is back. He's back with the New York Jets. He's cleared to practice. The New York Jets activated Aaron Rodgers' 21-day window to return to practice. So here he is, okay? Now, keep in mind, man, if Aaron Rodgers is not activated within the 21-day window, we'll see where that will take us. I think that will put him on IR for the end of the season. But the 21-day window expires, right, right before week 16's game, okay? So when you look at this situation, man, Aaron Rodgers, what, three months and some change coming off that torn Achilles, had a surgery, and now he's been cleared, you know, to practice with us. Keep in mind, he's not cleared for contact, okay? He's not cleared for contact. He's just cleared for certain drills. He's working through the process. This is just another step in the rehab. But he is going to push, you know, to see if he's going to be able to play before this 21-day window ends, okay? I think that's somewhere around, like, December uh, 20-something, all right? He's going to try to make his move. Now, I've never seen anything like this before, man, to be completely honest. I've never seen nothing. He's returned faster from a torn Achilles. He's out on the field moving around faster than I think I've seen anyone. Keep in mind, he was in practice, at practice, excuse me, throwing on the sidelines and all these other things that he's got him doing. So, He's looking like he's going to, you know, definitely make a push. Um, he spoke with Pat McAfee as well. And two things that really stood out uh, with him speaking with Pat McAfee about this torn Achilles and the situation and him trying to come back and possibly take the field this year with the New York Jets was he, he, he made this quote. He said, am I healthy? Are we in it? Those are the two big things for him, okay? Am I healthy? Are we in it? The big thing is, can he protect himself? That was another big thing uh, that he spoke about as well, which is huge, right? If he cannot protect himself, especially with what we're seeing out here right now, right, with this offensive line and behind these things, I think there's going to be issues going forward. Are we in it is also a big thing, too, because the Jets currently four and seven. They put him back out there on that field. Then, you know, for nothing and something happens, 
you know, that's going to be – that's going to look real bad on the New York Jets, right? Also, Sellers spoke with some things as well um, as, you know, as he did. He spoke to the media too. And um, he spoke a little bit about Aaron Rodgers and then being very cautious about Aaron Rodgers and him returning. Um, he also spoke about the fact that, you know, they're just trying to see where Aaron stands. They're trying to see what happens going forward. They're not going to press anything. They just want to see what's going on with him and trying to see if he'd be able to take the next step. He didn't want to try to, you know, infer anything crazy about whether they would, when they would push Aaron out on the field, if they would put Aaron out on the field. He was just constantly saying that, hey, it's all about seeing where Aaron is. He also spoke about uh, Justin Hardy as well, coming off of IR as, long as, as, as well as Wes Schweitzer uh, being activated, but those guys are more likely being activated to actually play. Um, he also talked about Makai Becton as well, you know, coming back this week. He said he feels good about the possibility of that happening. And uh, when asked about Dwayne Brown, he just said, hey, you know, we'll see what happens going forward with Dwayne Brown, but they love what they see out of Carter Warren so far. Um, so things are looking good. He also said that he would activate uh, – they're, they're going to al- activate Alan Lazard. So those were just some words that we heard uh, from Seller as well, speaking about – Aaron Rodgers getting back out there on the field. And then Aaron Rodgers, I believe it was Thursday, sat down and spoke with the media as well. Um, And he had some things that he wanted to say too. And when asked if he would play a game before the 21-day window would end, he said anything was possible, right? Anything's possible to him, which, I mean, clearly, geez, Louise, this guy has come back three months and some change from a torn Achilles. Anything is possible at this point. Now, he's going to push the Achilles in the next two weeks harder than they have before. All right, they're going to see if he's really going to be ready and prepared. He also admitted that if he does see the field this year, he won't physically be playing at 100%. And that gave me some pause right there. And it's great that Todd salutes Todd Savage in the chat. Todd asked, do you think Rodgers should play or should he wait for next season? This is something that went into my thought process when I heard that direct uh, quote from Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he should play this season, and here's why. And I want to hear from the people, again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639, okay? Here's why, and I want to set up the framework for this. Aaron Rodgers is the crown jewel of our franchise right now, all right? He's the best thing that's ever happened to us, no lie, okay? I was accused of being a closet Packer fan when I was saying things like this, and I've been Dude, he's the greatest quarterback we've ever had in our franchise history right now. He's better than everybody. Everybody that's ever been a New York Jet that's ever had a Jets uniform on, he is the best quarterback we've ever had. I do not want to see him put back out on the field, one, because he is coming off of a torn Achilles and he's 40, okay? And I understand he went on to say that, you know, there's a possibility of re-injury, and if that were to happen, he would just go back into rehab. And, you know, he even said himself, what's the worst that could happen? I re-injure it. If I do, then I'll just go back into rehab, and it'll be another five to six months, and I'll just rehab and just come back later. Here's the deal. He's a 40-year-old guy, and I don't care what you tell me, okay? I don't care. When you take – if you were to go out there and tear his Achilles again, it's going to have an effect on his body. It's going to have an effect on his ability to move. That's, one of part, that's part of Rodgers' games that I love so much, right? Not only is he a great thrower, great from the pocket, but he's also a guy that can evade pressure, right? Very, very agile. He's a guy that can move, slide up, slide around, and not only move, slide up, and slide around, but he can take off outside the pocket. 
Now, I'm not saying that he's Lamar Jackson, right? But he can, he can move for a guy, you know, especially his age. You tear your Achilles twice. If you do that twice, right, especially if you didn't really allow it to heal correctly the first time, you tear it again, it's going to hurt your mobility. I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone tells me because I've seen this in everything and everyone else. There have been guys that have torn their, their ACLs, right? Heck, there's been guys that have torn their Achilles. And they come back, and they are not the same. They're not the same. Guys that are younger than Aaron Rodgers have torn their Achilles, and they are not the same. They're just not. Okay? They may be able to come back and play, but they don't come back and play at the same clip that they did before that, if they are able to come back and play. When I look at this situation here with the New York Jets, when I look at what we have, when I look at our future, okay, and salutes and respect again to all the savages. Todd, salutes and respect to you for this question. When I look, I'm looking at the future of this team. With Aaron Rodgers here, we are a Super Bowl caliber football team. No questions asked. There's no questions asked about that. We are a Super Bowl competitor out the gate. We're a team that can easily take our division with him starting healthy out the gate. We are a team that can make a playoff run with him in the building, out the gate. We are a team that can go in there and win it all, out the gate. I do not want to risk that. I don't. I need Aaron 100%. There's no reason in my mind, me personally, even if the Jets are still alive and could possibly make a playoff run, I don't give a crap. I want him completely healed, back ready, in 2024, give the New York Jets an offseason, give Joe Douglas and his front office an offseason to utilize our cap space. Who knows how, <laughs> how much or how little we'll have. Salutes and respect to Huff. Salutes and respect to Makai Becton. You didn't want to give him that fifth-year option. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Okay. He going to get paid. All right. So let us use that cap room to continue to build this football team. Let us utilize our draft capital that we have coming up because we got a first-round pick, all right, or we will have. I know people are, well, mathematically, Joe, we got this, blah, 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 okay? I'm thinking at this point we're probably going to have a first-round pick, okay? Let us utilize that draft capital to build this football team to properly protect Aaron Rodgers not only properly protect him, but also continue to add weapons because I'm going to keep it all the way real with you. The only two guys that have been doing anything this season offensively for the New York Jets in any kind of consistent seat has been Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. And to be completely honest with you, that's been very up and down because the running game has not been working this year. And Garrett Wilson, you know, his production, of course, it's a quarterback situation. But we have to, you know, really also assess the New York Jets offensively and see if we can't add more to give more help as well. I love Aaron Rodgers, all right? I want him to come back in 2024. I do not want to see him on the field this year. And I know I've gotten into it with so many Jets fans. Oh, brother, this is one of the heated debates I've been having. Full-blown screaming matches, okay? Full-blown screaming matches with Jets fans, you know? Joe, you're crazy. Joe, put him out there. Joe, I want to see him now. I'm tired of – listen, bruh. 
<laughs> Listen, bruh. There's a future here. Okay? Two to three more years. Salutes to you, little balloon. I'll see you in the building. All right? Listen, bruh. There's two to three more years we have with Aaron Rodgers. Okay? Everything Aaron Rodgers is is what we've been trying to find for years. Do we have to keep going through the names? Bryce Petty, Sam Darnold, to this point, Zach Wilson, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Mark Sanchez, Christian Hackenberg. My goodness, I can keep going on with the names over and over. Geno Smith, I can keep saying. These guys were guys we thought could be the guys to lead us at some point. We have been, we have been quarterback starved for so long. And we finally get Aaron Rodgers. We've been searching for our Aaron Rodgers for years. We luck up and actually got Aaron Rodgers. And I want to protect that. <laughs> I want to protect it, man. I want to protect that. And you can try to kick me for doing so. The lines are open, 515-602-9639. I'm going to come to the lines in a little bit. Just hold on. I want to protect that, bruh. I want to protect that, bro. So please, please, I hope that Aaron Rodgers, you know, doesn't see the field this season. And I hope that Aaron Rodgers, it just fully, fully heals up so that he's a hundred percent when the season starts next year. Because I'm telling you, we're going to be able to retool. There's going to be guys that are going to want to come here because Aaron Rodgers is playing with the New York Jets. He's going to be able to convince people that to come here to play with the New York Jets. All right? So I don't want to see him out there. But he did say if he does re-injure it, it will not impact his decision uh, to play in 2024. He's already pretty much put it out there. He's, made his, there. he's going to be here next year. Again, I'm thinking we at least have two, maybe three more years with Aaron Rodgers. Three at the most. But we definitely have probably about two more years with him. Now, again, when he spoke to the media, he did speak about the fact that uh, if the Jets are in contention to make the playoffs or not, that will greatly impact his decision to come back and be on that field, which to me is is huge, right? Again, I don't want to see him on the field, but, I mean – Damn, if he's going to be on the field, you better be playing for something. Because if he goes out there week 16 or whatever and hurts himself again and the New York Jets aren't in playoff contention, brother, <laughs> if you thought the fans weren't already screaming to get guys fired, boy, oh, boy, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be louder than ever then, right? Now, uh, speaking of getting guys fired, we all know, that this fan base and many, some in the media as well, have been screaming for the heads of Sulla, Hackett, and Joe Douglas. There are people that want to see them fired, gone, okay, for various reasons. Now, the media asked him, is his return, they asked Aaron Rodgers, is his return contingent on Sulla, Douglas, and Hackett returning in 2024. Are you going to come back? You know, does your comeback in 2024 hinge on these guys being here? 
And he immediately met that question with a statement of, I think that's a trap question. (laughs) He said, I think it's a trap question. Here we go. Very smart. (laughs) Very, very smart. Yo, this is Jets Media at its finest. I like it. I like that. Okay? You know? I liked it. And salutes to the reporter that asked that question. Now, he wouldn't step in and completely answer the question, but he did say this. He did say that he feels like Sulla, the coaching staff that's here in Joe Douglas, you know, with them all in together, Hackett as well, of course, that they have a recipe for success. Okay? Now, here's how I took that, and we'll, we'll get to the lines and salute all the savages in the chat. You folks can speak to this as well. I believe that that means, listen, with these guys here, I feel like I can take the next step and we can really win something here. I personally believe that if Robert Sulla, Hackett, or somebody gets fired here, especially if Aaron Rodgers – don't sign off on that because I know that there's a lot of people streaming for uh, Jim Harbaugh. Some people talking about uh, Frank Reich and all these other guys, right? If either of those guys get fired, right, or they all get fired, to be honest, I believe that Aaron Rodgers won't come back next year. And here's why. Aaron Rodgers came here because of the structural integrity of the New York Jets. Does anybody remember that at one point the Jets were literally a laughing stock around the league? This wasn't that long ago. You can literally look right behind you, and you can see that the ghost of Mike McCagney <laughs> is still wandering around uh, MetLife. Okay, like he he ain't been uh, he ain't been gone that long. Okay, there was a time when the New York Jets, organizational wise was ran, it was like a circus here. I talk about Mike McCagnin. Anybody remember how he uh, was, was booted out of here? Before they fired Mike McCagnin, they gave him a free agency period, and they gave him a draft as well. That's insanity. And they knew they were going to fire him, and they still allowed it. Anybody remember how that happened? It was because Adam Gaze, the coach at the time, Adam Gaze and, and Mike McCagnin, had the same footing. They were just both reported to the owner, which wasn't a structural, uh, which wasn't a structural thing that should have been. It, it didn't work here, right? That structural organization here did not work here for us. That's why it was changed when Joe Douglas took into into place when he got into place. So at the time, again, the structural formation, they both report to the owner. Well, Adam Gaze went in there and uh, backdoored Mike McCagnin talked about a lot of his moves, not liking him, and they fired Mike McCagnin. Now, why was Adam Gaze here? It was because we couldn't, once we fired Todd Bowles, who wasn't a great coach either, a lot of the coaching, the top coaching names around the league didn't want to come here. Anybody remember that? When we couldn't hire any of these guys to come here at all? So the New York Jets have had trouble in the past. And Aaron Rodgers, of course, saw that from the outside looking in. He also saw that when Joe Douglas came here and then eventually we ended up firing uh, Adam Gaze and bringing in 
Robert Sulla. We had the joint practices, right? He talked about how impressed he was. This is all on record. Talked about how impressed he was with the joint practices and how he could see that the Jets, they had something going, right? They were like, he was like, yo, they got some players over there. There's some guys that can really get some things done in this league. Then we played them during the season and beat them pretty bad. And that's when he said, wow, they came in, they kicked our keisters, and this defense is phenomenal. They have an offense that, can, that has players on it that can make plays. And he saw himself being able to come over here and really take us to the next level. Not only help, help take us to the next level, but help mentor Zach as well so that when he was gone, Zach could take over. This is all, you know, this is all recorded. Y'all can go see this or read about it. If you break up that structural integrity of Joe Douglas, Sulla, Hackett, Hackett, who was the guy that, you know, runs literally runs the offense that they came up with together. Him and Hackett have a long history and a built-in offense that we're currently running right now. If you fire those guys, I believe that that's the end of Aaron Rodgers being here, me personally. I think he moves on. And I think that maybe there's more issues with the Achilles than we know in the offseason if that were to happen. You get what I'm saying? Is everyone paying attention? Maybe if one of those guys get fired, or all of them get fired, and Aaron Rodgers is not signed off on that and he's not feeling it, maybe the Achilles becomes more of an issue. Okay? Those are things that can happen. Things flare up. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, this is me personally, I believe that they're all coming back next year. I don't think anyone's getting fired. I think they have a very safe year. Okay? But I will tell you this. Next year, the heat's going to turn up. And if they're not successful or if things fall off of a cliff real fast, I think that there could be, you know, some changes that could be made. Now, I'm not, not necessarily saying that that's what I want to see. I'm saying that that's what possibly would happen. But I believe that this season will be, you know, a very, um, you know, safe season for Sulla and staff, you know. So – that's what uh, Aaron Rodgers had to say. We're going to be discussing a lot of things tonight. But before we get to that, I also want to talk about <laughs> there's a guy named Emmanuel Acho. He used to play in the league. And he had some things to say about the New York Jets. And he also had to say, mainly about Aaron Rodgers and his possible comeback. And I want you folks to hear this, okay? And, again, we're coming to the lines, 515-602-9639. I want you folks to hear what he had to say about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to have this discussion. Give it a listen, folks. What I think is Aaron Rodgers is a glutton for fame. He's a glutton for attention. Mm. And when you get hurt, that's the worst thing in football because we do not care about you. The only person that cares about you is the training staff. I've been there before at the collegiate and the professional level. So when you're not being talked about, you have to find ways to be talked about. What did Aaron Rodgers do the moment he got hurt? He went back to the game. Why are you going back to a game on crutches when you know you can be hurt? We tell you don't stand on the sideline during games if you're on crutches because if a player comes onto the sideline and hits you, you can't get out the way. Why was Aaron Rodgers What I think is hurt. We tell you don't stand on the sideline during games if you're on crutches because if a player comes onto the sideline and hits you, you can't get out the way. Why was Aaron Rodgers throwing passes knowing he was not returning earlier on in the season? And then now, 79 days after an Achilles, why is he coming back? I don't think he loves his teammates. 
I think he loves attention. Now, it might be both. Mm. Might love his teammates and love his attention. But I don't think it's because he has this insatiable appetite to remedy Garrett Wilson and remedy Robert Salas Payne. No, 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 no. I think he has an insatiable appetite to hear about Aaron Rodgers. And we're talking about him. But he's coming back. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's what Emmanuel Acho had to say about Aaron Rodgers and why he thinks that Aaron Rodgers is trying to come back. I think differently. I don't think it's because Aaron Rodgers loves attention. I think it's because he's really trying to come back, which I believe is a detriment to him. Okay. I don't, I don't, again, I've made my stance clear. I don't want to see that. I'd like to see him return next season. But I don't think it's about attention for Aaron Rodgers. In all respect, you know, due to Acho, I know he was in the league. Uh, he played. But to try to compare his experience in the league to Aaron Rodgers, I think is it's nowhere near the same. Aaron Rodgers does not need attention. And I'm going to start right with that there. And, again, we'll get to the lines, 515 He doesn't need attention. Aaron Rodgers is the first ballot Hall of Famer. He, does, he didn't need to come here at all. We're talking about attention. This man gave back 30-something, 30 30-plus 30 million dollars to the New York Jets to help them build around him. He's coming back here because he wants to succeed. He's trying to push to come back to show not only his teammates publicly and privately, right, because he's had discussions with them privately and publicly, that I'm doing everything in the world to make sure that I can come and get back on this field with you guys so we can push and succeed together. That's what he's showing everybody all that he's trying to do. He does not need attention. Trust me. This guy could have walked off into the sunset. He could be the host of Jeopardy. Anybody forget that? There's tons of opportunities outside of the NFL for Aaron Rodgers. Very well-spoken guy, right? We see him on the Pat McAfee show. He could be on there every single week if he wanted attention. He can do so many things that are just bigger than the NFL, but here he is, here with the New York Jets. He's not a guy that is trying to get any type of attention. He's trying to get back on the field so that he can – show these guys, hey, we need to push and get forward. Because if I'm a 40-year-old man with a torn Achilles trying to get back to this field and doing whatever it takes, and you 20-year-old, whoever you are, are out there loafing and complaining, you need to get it together. He's showing these guys, I am a leader, and I lead this team, and we're going to push, and we're gonna get, I'm going to do whatever it takes so that we can be- get back and push together. So that's what I personally believe about Acho and his statements, I believe that they're erroneous, okay? Aaron Rodgers does not need attention, all right? He's really trying to get back on the field to be a Jet. If he didn't love his teammates, if he didn't love what we have here, this guy is literally a savior for the New York Jets. He's literally a savior. There's no lie about that. Anybody remember his introductory press conference? My God, anybody with a camera that was anywhere near New York, or Jersey, or anywhere, was in the facility that day. I watched it. It looked like there was, like, standing room only in there. If that, people were cramped together. It was flashes going off left and right. Everybody was in there. If you don't think that Aaron Rodgers understands the gravity and weight of the situation here, you don't think that Aaron Rodgers understands that he is literally the greatest thing the New York Jets have had ever at quarterback, You don't think he understands that? You don't think that he understands that there are expectations that came with him coming here immediately? He literally said when he got into the building, I am looking to put another Lombardi trophy in that case over there. The one that you got over there, 
that Joe Namath won, the one that you guys got over there is getting lonely. He said that himself. All right? He understands the gravity and weight of the situation. And he's making it known that I'm doing everything to come back so that we can put another Lombardi trophy over there. This is not about attention. This is about pushing and striving for greatness. So I could talk about that all night because I thought that that was just a crazy statement. All right. And I understand people, you know, want to say what they want to say, but I just, I think this is ridiculous. Attention, my butt. Okay. This guy is trying to push to get back and I don't think he should be back on the field this season, but he's definitely pushing to get back so that he can move forward with this football team. That's what it's about. If it was about attention, Aaron Rodgers could do anything else. Man, we're going to get to the lines again. 515 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers, all right? Also, when you call in, make sure that your phone line is good to go so that I can be able to hear you, okay? Make sure your background's clear of noise for all my new callers. Just know that when you call in, there's no cursing on my show because I get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than people can hate on the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. That was fast. That was fast. That's pretty fast, you know. What did we do? What did, what, what did Aaron Rodgers do to you? You know what I'm saying? What did Aaron Rodgers do to you? Okay. Also, please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. All right. Also, please. If you want to give to the stream, Super Chats there, Cash App is at the bottom of the stream. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated, right? It's greatly appreciated. Again, Savages, put your questions in the chat, your statements. I will come to y'all. We got to get to the lines, though. Hawkeye, Todd, I see y'all. We're going to come back, and we're going to be talking about the Jets. We're going to be talking about the coaching staff. But we got to get to these lines because the callers are in, okay? Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. First caller we're going to. Is Val. All right, we get into Val. You already know what time it is with Val. The shenanigans are aboard, okay? For those of you that do not know, Val, he's a savage. Val, salute. I want to thank you for calling in, man. Listen, Aaron Rodgers has been activated. The 21-day window has been activated for Aaron Rodgers. He's practicing with the Jets. Again, no non-contact stuff, just, you know, running through drills. What are your thoughts about that, man? Ooh, salute, Joe. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, man, listen, you, you hit on a lot of good points earlier, man. I was like, man, he took that one, too. So, yeah, let me let me see how I'm looking at this. <laughs> but, listen. My bad, my bad, my bad. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good, man. Hey, man, listen, do your thing, man. You Coming with that heat. But listen, I definitely feel like Aaron Rodgers needs to take his time. Yes, I'm glad he he's back out there, man. I'm shocked as well, too. I didn't think it was actually going to really happen, but, you know, it's actually good for him to be out there and on the practice field and everything. You know, that probably gives our players even more of a hope. You know, he could actually be on the field. I mean, he he was already on the field, but he could be – like in practice and actually telling them how to go about it, how to, you know, signals and everything, or what he sees out there and everything, you know, he could be like the, you know, the offensive coordinator, 
you know, as he should be, you know. But I just feel like, you know, as him playing, I totally agree with you, man. Like, you do not want to put that our, you know, the person that we invested, that we, you know, created this whole culture for, and for him to be the last um, product that we actually have to actually get a real quarterback out there, he could possibly be the best quarterback in our franchise that we ever had. So you don't want to, you know, mess that up by rushing a guy that possibly this season is just basically done because, you know, the complacentness of this organization not really putting out the best product forward, you know, from the offensive perspective and stuff because defense definitely showed up this year. But I would say yeah. I definitely wouldn't rush it. And I feel like he should definitely wait until next year. I think we should sit him for the rest of this year unless, mm-hmm. unless we are making if – it's, it's, if it's meaningful and we're making a playoff run and we go on like probably this four-game winning streak and he's prospectively supposed to be coming back with the Browns game or the um, the Washington game, that's what they're aiming for. I think so. so Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, around that, around those games and stuff. So I, I would say, you know, definitely, if if you know, if everything is looking right and everything, everybody's playing well and the offense is looking alive for the first time this year, then I would definitely say probably put him out there. But most likely, mm. I'm I'm going with the no. I'm definitely going with the no. I wouldn't put him out there, especially behind that offensive line. He's a pocket passer, mm. and again. You have mm-hmm. a whole bunch of pocket passes with a bad offensive line, and that does, mm-hmm. that's not a recipe for a disaster right there. So, you know, okay. that's okay. what I so, got. So let's, that. Okay. And, and I respect this take. I respect this take a lot, and I want to play devil's advocate for you because my stance is that even if the New York Jets are on a playoff run, even if we win these games, mm-hmm. I know people are going to mathematically – Okay, as you know, Val, I just have to say this. Mathematically, the New York Jets are still alive. So technically, we're still alive for the playoffs, even at this point. I think we're, what, four four and seven or something right now, right? Right. Here's Mm -hmm. the deal. Even if the New York Jets go on a however many game winning streak and we have a chance to make the playoffs, I still believe that the New York Jets should not return Aaron Rodgers to the field this year. Mm. Here's why. I respect that. And I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. What happens if the New York Jets put him out on that field? Let's say the game that, you know, could clinch for us to get into the playoffs. He goes out there. Keep in mind, he's going to be rusty because he hasn't been playing, right? He's also got to get out there, get back into the flow of things. He's also got to get back into the flow of his body. He himself said that he's not going to be 100%, so who knows what percent he's going to be, but it's not going to be 100%. If you put him out there, Mm -hmm. These defenses that we're playing, you know, they're not going to let up. They're not, they're, they're, not, they're not a joke. They're not a game at all. You know what I'm saying? You look at the Browns. The Browns got a serious business defense. You know, you talk about yes, the commanders right after that, it's the Browns. Browns got a serious defense, man. So you put him out there against these guys that are rushing the passer at a high clip, and they're moving and shaking, and he gets himself hurt again, where does that leave us? Why do that? <laughs> Why do that? In, in my mind, why do that? Why not just have to right. return next year and then we make our run again next year? If we happen to make a playoff run this year, and who knows who leads it, right? Maybe at that point it's still mm-hmm. Tim Boyle. Maybe they go to Trevor Simeon. Maybe it's Zach Wilson again. I don't know, okay? But to this point, it's making playoff runs, but it's cool, and that's, that's wonderful. But with him fully healthy, 
I believe the New York Jets are a Super Bowl contender and could win it all. And I don't want to right. put that in peril. Give me your thoughts about that. That's why I just say it doesn't matter to me. I want him returning next year regardless. Got you. I, and I, I definitely get that because my thing is I'm coming from a standpoint of we haven't made the playoffs in like 13 years. So it's just yeah, me being yeah, you're a little right, selfish right. of – you're yeah, right. this is me being a little selfish. Right. Of we didn't even ta- we tasted it with the Ryan Fitzpatrick. We only had one more game to go, and then you know, of course, we lost the game, and the Steelers won the game. So we wasn't there. But it's been very, it's been very long since this this team has made the playoffs. And on top of that, we have a lot of young players that you know that's still on their rookie, rookie contract. So you don't want to yes. risk that. But at the same time, you don't want to risk your investment of being, mm-hmm. you know, having that franchise quarterback that is 39 years old. That's, I think he's 40, right? I think his birthday passed. He's 40. He's yeah, 40. I think his birthday's coming up. I think he's going to be 40. Yeah, he's he's very, oh, okay, like, right okay, around the corner. Okay. It's like a couple months away. He's like okay, 40. Okay, so, yeah, basically he's 40. Yeah, so he's 40. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't want to risk that. But, you know, it's just the selfish side of, you know, a lot of fans just want him to go out there. If, if there is a, a type of chance for him to, you know, come back, you know, for us to make a run for the playoffs because, again, you know, everybody's getting older. C.J. Mosley's getting older. You're not going to have this defense mm-hmm. forever, you know. So, mm-hmm. and NFL, like I said, sometimes it's not for long. So, you got to take advantage of that you fact. could. But I definitely agree with you. I would definitely wait until next year, especially, you know, in my opinion. But, I, I like, again, myself aside, yes, I would love him mm-hmm. for him to come back because he gives us the best chance to win games and for us to go mm-hmm. far in the playoffs if we did make the playoffs. But, yeah, that's my, my answer for that. Yeah. No, listen, I, I respect it. You're giving us some great takes now. Question for you, Val. Because <laughs> I know you oh. love Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> I know you love Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, Hacker. my God. Now, listen. The 2.0 of Adam when asked, <laughs> when asked about, you know, if his return in 2024 will be contingent on – you know, the staff, the, the coaching staff and Joe Douglas returning. He just said, you know, he wasn't going to answer the question. It felt like a trap question, but he did say that he feels like they have a recipe for success. In my mind, right, and this is my personal opinion. He didn't say this. It's my personal take on the situation. I believe that if you fire Robert Sulla or any of these guys, that Aaron Rodgers will not return. Okay. What are your thoughts about the way that he answered the question? And do you agree with my assessment of the situation? So wait, this is Joe Douglas that said that? No, this is Aaron Rodgers. They asked Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Him returning in 2004 would be contingent on, you know, the staff and Joe Douglas returning as well. And he didn't, he just said it was a trap question, but he did say he felt like, all the guys in the room with him included, you know, the staff, the front office, with those guys included, that they have a recipe for success. So give me your thoughts on that, man. Oh, so that was our GM that said that. All right. Um, I, I say, you know, uh, basically, I feel like, listen, we made, we made it clear that the Jets wanted to be transparent with Aaron Rodgers because that was the, the lack of trust that he had with Green Bay Packers. So, I feel like if they ever do make a move that they will, you know, conversate with Aaron Rodgers first before anything because that was the agreement that they, you know, that they promised that they was going to do with Aaron Rodgers, they was going to do right by him, by him coming here because it was either the Raiders or the, the Jets at the time. So so we communicated mm-hmm. with him about being transparency, and that's what we – I think they would do. 
But, you know, regarding the offensive coordinator, I feel like, in my opinion, he should be fired. But I feel like he's safe due to Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that because he's the Aaron Rodgers guy. This is the person that they chose in the free agency, you know, for him to come here. Um, I, like I said, I wanted Lamar Jackson, you know what I'm saying? I wanted Derek Carr so we wouldn't have to deal with this situation. But, listen, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. You can't deny his talent. But, you know, he came with a package, and I feel like they're going to buy by that. And the way how you was, you know, breaking it down and stuff like that, it sounds like it sounds like they might even get a, a extension, <laughs> you know, the way how it's sounding because <laughs> – because say everything does go, you know, quite right and stuff like that for next year, man. But it just seems like, you know, they're they're so hell-bent on the Aaron Rodgers project and that they're, they're mm-hmm. all in with Aaron Rodgers that it seems like mm-hmm. if they don't want to take – Woody Johnson don't want to rock any feathers and mess up anything. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's just going to go about by how everything is going and they might even get extended. Don't be surprised about that. But things have to go right. Have to go right mm-hmm. because if things doesn't go right next year, then yeah, it's definitely going to be you know some change and sceneries and stuff like that. And regardless of Aaron Rodgers agree with it or not, you know stuff has to happen, you know. And you know mm-hmm. we got to just see how things go. Here's the thing, and I've been very <laughs> uh, honest about this. I think that to be completely honest, and I know Jets fans don't want to hear this, and I've had literally screaming matches with a lot of Jets fans, Val. <laughs> I think that this year, you know, I go. I think uh, this year, like, Sulla and this staff pretty much have a hall pass. I, I think oh, yeah, that that's, that's how it works. I, I don't think that anyone's going to get fired, okay? If anything, Albridge, I don't think he's going to get fired. There's talks about Albridge possibly being a head coach somewhere in this league, and there's a good chance that he might not be here next year simply because he's taking a head coach spot somewhere. So there's a chance for that to happen. But if anyone were to get fired and you brought up the guy, it would be Nathaniel Hackett. But Nathaniel Hackett's not going to get fired. He's not. Nope. Because that's Aaron Rodgers' homie. And that's who literally built this offense with Aaron Rodgers. And if people think I'm lying, Mm -hmm. I'm not. Go, Go look at this up. They literally built this offense together. That's literally what happened. So... That's why we have it here. And I also want to – a lot of Jets fans that are calling for the heads of Sulla and these other guys and saying, hey, get rid of all of them. I just want to put this out there. If they were to do that, I think that that would curtail the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl talk for next season. And here's why. It takes a while for people to learn new systems. We've seen it this year, right, Val? They implemented this yeah. offense, which Mike LaFleur was here last year. He's gone. They brought in Nathaniel Hackett. They implemented this new system. You remember all the issues that the Jets were having in this offseason, even coming into the season. Guys didn't know where they were supposed to be. Some guys were late on routes or didn't know how to run certain routes that they were supposed to be running. There was issues up front blocking as well because they were trying to get into this new scheme. There have been problems. And this is with Aaron Rodgers. This is with Aaron Rodgers (laughs) literally coaching and teaching these guys. DJ. Yeah, C.J. Uzama talking about, man, I'm learning new things every single day into the system, and they were still having problems. If you fire this whole staff, right, then guess what? You're gonna, they're going to have to learn a brand-new offense on top, okay, and I want to put this out there as well, on top of the defense having to learn a new system. Oh, brother, this defense is the thing that's been keeping us in games. 
this defense is the thing that really has been keeping us afloat. Can you imagine if those guys have to learn a whole new system where they're supposed to be going? There's going to be mistakes yep. back there too. So now you can't you can't lean on the defense anymore because they're still trying to figure out where they need to be within the scheme and stuff. And you can't lean on the offense because they're trying to figure things out. And generally, offenses are usually much more behind. Brother, <laughs> good luck. Oh, man. Okay? Good luck. Not only that, I want to put this out here, too, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Val. Let's go. Not only that, right, learning a new scheme, but keep in mind that there are guys that are on this defense right now that if you fire everybody and you bring in a new head coach, some of these guys that we think are great paymakers, some of them on defense may not be able to be utilized in the new defensive coordinator scheme. And we know that because we've been through it. When we got rid of Yeah, we um, definitely have. Yeah, when we got rid of Greg Williams, anybody remember when Robert Seller took over? We were like, why does this defense look like this? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the guys, we were like, what in the hell is going on out here? Remember, it, it, I'm, I'm telling y'all, go oh, back. Oh, this is the Adam Gates They era? were like, yeah, the Adam, it was like, well, we got oh, some guys. Oh, the Angel we, defense you know, where Marcus yeah, yeah, was we, all the way in the back by himself? Oh, man. And, and the then Seattle we switched over. Yeah, we switched over to Robert Sella and his defense, and there were guys that were struggling or weren't, you know, getting it together within the defense. We didn't really get rolling, right, until we brought in Sauce, Reed. We had to make a lot of – but that was a lot of movement. Anybody remember yes. uh, Bryce Hall? Anybody remember him? He used to be our number one corner. Remember when we mm-hmm. thought that he was literally going to be the cornerstone of the defense? The coming. And he wasn't? <laughs> like <laughs> – Oh man! So all of that. Actually show some... I just want to put that out there. Give, give me your thoughts on that, Val. I'll let you get the last word on that one. Okay, yeah, for sure. And I also got a question for you too, man. But I, I would definitely say, man, listen. When you put a new offense out there, it, it's definitely a mm-hmm. lot to impact. Especially, you know, certain players are not going to adjust to the, you know, to the scheme. I mean, you've seen that with um, Elijah Moore. You've seen that with um, Denzel Mims. They couldn't get yes. adjusted to that scheme, and they they they, they definitely fell um, down from the um the um the chart and stuff like that. And you know yep. they fell off of the roster because you know they couldn't really adjust to that scheme, or they couldn't even even McCall Hardman. He couldn't even get any playing time and stuff like that. So because a lot of stuff changed because due to the quarterback position being down and us just not figuring out what's going on with the offense and. Ever since then, we've just been, you know, out of the loop. But it's just certain mm-hmm. players can't get adjusted to that scheme. So that's why different schemes for different players is best is basically best for you to have that player that fits that scheme. So when you get rid of that um, that offensive coordinator and you bring in a new person, they might have a whole different situation that they have, you know, imprinted for their offense, and that just totally mixes up a whole bunch of stuff, especially when you learn a whole new offense and you actually take your studies and you learn it up and down and you know the signals and everything, then you, mm-hmm. you get rid of that person and then you bring a new, whole, per, whole new person, then it's just like, man, it's just, you know, it's basically a whole new system and people got to get adjusted to that and, you know, it's going to take chemistry that take chemistry down and take a lot of, you know, players that can, you know, get adjusted to that system as well, too. But, yeah, man, yeah. I, I, I totally agree, totally agree. But also, yeah. man, I also have a question for you as well. So Yeah, go ahead. With that being said, 
do you feel like that Aaron Rodgers, um, that that um, how can I say it? That list that there was um rumored to say that Aaron Rodgers had a list. Do you do you think that was real? Or the list of demands. Putting that list out. Yeah, the list of demands. Mm-hmm. That you see What'd everybody you that we went to go out and get. From the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator to the players to the offensive um, players that we got, Alan Lazard, mm-hmm. Cobbs, and everything, mm-hmm. do you believe that was a real thing or that was just a rumor? Because it seemed like it was. I don't. I don't. I, I don't believe it was a list. Of, I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers was. I don't believe that Aaron Rodgers demanded those things. I don't think there was a list of demands. That's not. And he he came out and he said that he didn't either. And here's why: I don't believe that. One, there were guys on that list that didn't didn't come here at all that we right. could have signed. Decided. They could have brought in and they didn't come here. And I think the other thing is, is that I think that people often, especially back at that time and even now, they like to kick the Jets and try to make us a circus. And so what they tried to do was to explain away Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever be in the NFL. And this before he became a Jet. We all know he was one of the greatest. How could you explain to the national uh, to a national audience that this team that's been down for so long, why would he want to go there? We have to keep them the laughing stock. Well, we're going to say that Aaron Rodgers has come over there and just taken over and they're giving him just full car blanche over everything in the franchise. And that's the only reason why he wants to be there because that place sucks. That, that's the thing. Right. Do that. They tried to say that it was a list of demands. I don't think there was a list of demands. When you look at that list, these are all guys that are familiar with the offense. If anything, that probably was a list of demands, or that was probably something that was Nathaniel Hackett's like, hey, let me bring in some guys that understand this offense. Why would you do that? It's because of what we just talked about. Because you want guys that are familiar with what you're already doing so that they can come in and get right to it. When you have Super Bowl expectations, and that's literally what we have here. The second we got Aaron Rodgers, as you know, Val, you, you were here, I was here, I've been here. Everybody said, we're a Super Bowl team. You better win a Super Bowl. That's what everybody said. So when you're bringing in a brand-new offense and a bunch of guys don't know it and you expect them to step in day one and be extremely successful, that's that's not realistic. I'm sorry to tell tell Jets fans, that is not realistic. It's not realistic. Aaron Rodgers knows the offense. But those other – Garrett Wilson, Jeremy Ruckert, I can go on with the list of hosts of guys. They don't know the offense. Even so to the offensive line, they don't. Yeah, the, exactly. The whole offense outside of Billy Turner, the rest of the offense, they don't know the offense. You would right. saw Dwayne Brown, like he was struggling when he came back. They don't know the offense. Aaron Rodgers can't block for himself, and he can't throw to himself. So mm-hmm. these other guys can't catch have to take their time. He can't catch it either. We got some other guys that can't catch either, Val. <laughs> 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 we got some other guys that can't catch either. <laughs> Look, listen. I want people to go back because I want to I want to continue to talk to you about because I want to ask you about some some questions about the Falcons game we got coming up. I want people to go back go back to the first year that uh, Matt Lafleur went to Green Bay because that's when Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers were in Green Bay together. They all they all came together. Go back and look at around that time of how the, the Packers offense looked. I'm gonna tell y'all right now it was not good. It was very herky-jerky and up and down. It was bad. That was the year that, that, was the year that they were literally saying that Matt LaFleur and, and Aaron Rodgers, they're having big-time issues. That was the year where they were talking about getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. Not only that, that was the year that they were talking about possibly firing LaFleur. When Nathaniel Hackett was there? 
Yeah, because they were struggling. They were up and down. They were listen. Their wide mm. receivers were running wrong routes all the time. You can go back and look. I think it was mm. like December from the start of the game to like December, start of the season, excuse me, to like December and oh, that's on. When they, started late, they were right? struggling, huh? That's when they started late, like to the mid to end season. That's when they started um, playing, and, and they lost to the yeah, um, 49ers. Yeah, they started kind of getting right? a bit better, but yeah, but they were they were struggling offensively at times. It was very up oh, yeah, and down. There were games where they were coming out and not just not looking good because guys were still learning the scheme. Guys were running the wrong routes. There were guys missing blocks. There were guys that didn't know where they were supposed to be, how were they supposed to get there. It's because it was a brand-new offense. And anybody, I'm telling you, y'all can go look this up. Again, I've been called yep. a closet Packers fan because <laughs> I, I was watching because I love Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, they were struggling. So it's like when you have all these issues and you have that stuff going on, like, that, that's, that's the way it's going to go. But, no, I don't think there was a list of demands. I don't. I think that Nathaniel Hackett wanted to bring some guys in, which, of course, would be cleared by the, the staff, okay? All these right. things would be cleared by the staff. And I think he wanted to bring some guys in, and he did. You know, we got Randall Cobb, Malik Taylor, Billy Turner, who is whatever, right? We, we brought some guys <laughs> in. But I remember there were some bigger names yes, on God. that list that we didn't get. I don't remember if Devontae Adams was on that list or not. I can't remember it now. But there were names I remember that were on that list. Mercedes Lewis being one of them. He's not a Jet. Yeah, Mercedes Lewis was definitely on there. Yeah, he, yeah he's not a Jet sure. at all. No, so he's not, it's he's like not a Jet. you know all these, yeah, all, all these things about the list of demands. Again, Aaron Rodgers came out himself and um, said that it wasn't true, and I don't believe it's true either. But I do believe that Nathaniel Hackett um, definitely wanted to bring in guys that were familiar with the scheme, which makes sense. It just makes sense That's because so. you know what's even crazier, Val. Nowhere What's else, up? nowhere else um, is this frowned upon at all. And this is why I say I think it's a narrative. And, I, and again, I, I want to continue to talk with you about this Falcons game upcoming. But it's crazy that people are upset about Aaron Rodgers, you know, supposedly wanting to bring guys in. But nobody cared about when Peyton Manning was doing it. Peyton Manning left Indy. Yeah, or Tom Brady. Any, uh, I can keep going. Like <laughs> Peyton Manning went to the Broncos. He brought guys with him that was in Indy for years that knew the yep. offense. He did that. I think it was like Jacob Tammy and and, um, and Stokely, I think it was. I think that's his name, a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He brought them to the Broncos. Nobody cared. Nobody sure said did. nothing. You, you just talked about Tom Brady. Brilliant, brilliant answer. Tom Brady, Gronk, literally left the Gronk. and went to Tampa Bay. He brought other guys. He was too. Like, actively recruiting people, you know. Yeah, bro. And also, yeah, old Patriots. He was, he was literally <laughs> trying to bring in old Patriots. Nobody cared. The, Nobody the only cared. pushback that they, the only pushback Tom Brady got was Antonio Brown. That was it. And then they talked bro. about it for like two days, and then that was done. <laughs> and that was it. That was that. <laughs> I mean, got it, the whole like, nobody cared. <laughs> no, literally, nobody cared when Tom Brady wanted guys to come in that he had worked with in the past in the office. Nobody cared. When other guys, nobody cared. Like, literally nobody cared. Hell, even sure. Rex Ryan has done The coaches did it, too. Rex Ryan, when he left the Ravens and came here, he got Bart Scott. He brought in um, mm-hmm. uh, the safety. He brought in the, the – I forgot it. I forgot. I just – the name is in my brain. I can't. But I remember the safety that we had, the free safety. He brought in a, a bunch of guys from his former yeah. defenses to bring him in here and watch. Because you want to get the defense so the guys know what's up. So mm-hmm. it's like you want to get the people that you're familiar with to bring that culture it, to the team and stuff, so you can implement yeah. it, and, you know, from the players' exactly. perspective. Exactly. 
But when the Jets do yep. it, it's a problem. It's a problem. <laughs> they don't like the it Jets, man. I, it shows from the referees as well, too. Allegedly. Allegedly. You know. <laughs> be careful, Val. Be careful. I got to be yeah, careful, okay? Yeah, uh, you can say what you, you like. Jim Leonard, salute, <laughs> salute uh, Venom G's. Salute, and salute to all the savages. We'll come to y'all in a second. Salute Venom G's. Salute Bree as well. I appreciate you, Bree. But salute Venom G's. Jim Leonard. That's correct. It was Jim Leonard. That was the safety that he brought in. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like, yeah, like, come on, man. That was the safety that Rex Ryan brought. It's like, come on, man. Everybody else can bring guys in from their past, but we can't because if we do it, then we're just, we're letting everything just go fall to waste. Okay, everything's going to go crazy because, you know, Randall Cobb's here. Everybody's going to fall into a dumpster all of a sudden. I don't know. It's it's wild. It's wild. But I want I want to get your thoughts on this, Val. Did you did you hear the audio earlier? Uh, Emmanuel Acho yes, talking about Aaron Rodgers doing this all for show. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, I definitely did. Yes, yep, Give me your I thoughts on that. Did. Do, do you do you all believe? Right. I mean, he he sent some heat his way. Do you believe that this is all about Aaron Rodgers' ego and arrogance, and he's just doing this for attention and for show? Okay. I will give him 20% that he's right, and I would say the rest of 80% he's wrong. I will say, I will say, yes, he is a diva. We, you know, he does have that diva inside of him and stuff like that. And he does kind of like the attention as well. But, again, you're not going to do all that extra stuff and give up $35 million to a team that you're totally invested in and that you're trying to come back to And I definitely feel like Aaron Rodgers is trying his best to come back because, again, these are his buddies and his guys that are in the bad light right now in New York. You know what I'm saying? So they're getting broadcast as being the worst coaching staff, the worst players, Alan Lazar. He's out there hugging Mm -hmm. the other opposite teammates. He's getting benched, and he's not catching. So, of course, he feels like, listen, I'm doing – I brought all these people here, and I feel like I need to, you know – get better so I could get my guys back in track and he feels like he could get this locker room back in track of how he had it back in the summertime because he they feel like he just feels like they need that leader and he feels like he's that leader that could guide this team back in the direction. Not even just the team, the offense, period. The offense mm-hmm. back into, you know, winning mentality and getting back to where they were supposed to be in the beginning of this, this situation in the offense. So I will say he was 80% wrong and 20% right. Yes, he does. You know, it is. he does go over a little to the top of going to Pat McAfee and, you know, trying to dispel with um, Joe Namick and saying, and, you know, he does a lot of extra stuff. But I will say he does have a little, little diva inside of him. But I will uh, agree with him at the same time that he did invest in coming to the Jets and he's trying to be all in and stuff like that, as the Jets is all in to him apparently as well too because they're not trying to make any type of movement. So I will say, you know, that that's just my take on that because I definitely yeah. want to get into that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm making sure everybody, because I remember y'all to hear the audio last time. I'm making sure y'all hear it loud yeah, and clear. Listen. Yep, <laughs> Listen, I, you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I but you know, don't you know how the media sport. is. They don't like the Jets, man. Like, you know, yeah, but no, facts. at the same time, facts. you know, facts. they dig it on Aaron Rodgers a little bit as well, too, of being a diva and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do see it because I did see it from afar. But, you know, mm-hmm. I will say it's not totally him being a diva and just wanting all the attention. It's just that 
he has his friends here and they get bad light and stuff and he just feels like that mm-hmm. he wants to come and save them because they actually invested in taking their time from going from where they was to come and join him with the Jets and, you know, he mm-hmm. just wants to come and, you know, bring that, you know, leadership back to them as much as possible. So he's doing everything he could to come back as fast as possible. But I, us as fans, the real fans, we don't want him to rush himself to get back injured again. You know, we don't want that because then that's going to set us back all the way to 2025. You don't want that to happen. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. especially if it's a back-to-back, you know, ACL injury. Yeah, and not only that, I think a lot of what he's doing as well is to – and it, the young kids talk about vibes all the time, all right? I think he's doing this to set the vibe. Like, he understands – you just talked about it, the media, even – not just the media outside of New York, but also the media within New York. We see it quick to jump on the Jets, quick. When things oh, yes. are, are not oh, yes. going the way that they should, oh, man, it could get bad. And you know he, he didn't have to come out. Yeah, he, he's, he's even had to come out and really, you know uh, – Put out a lot of fires. Remember the stuff with, with uh, Zach Wilson early? People, he was like, hey, man, we've got to start supporting Zach Wilson. And it, remember before the Chiefs game, it was like, hey, we've got to come out and support oh, Zach man. Wilson. Like, stop dumping on this guy. You know, let him, like, you know, we, we've got to start really trying to step up and let's surround him and let's, you know, help him. He even talked about, like, even guys that were on the team. Like, he didn't say anybody by name, but he said, hey, you know, let's stop all this stuff that's going on. Stop all of the, you know, the being animated on the field and stuff like that. Listen, go out there right. and support this guy. And he's so he's very cognizant of everything that's going on. That's that's gone on mm-hmm. here in the past and also stuff that's going on that's going on now. And I think that this is why he's doing it too. It's to set the vibe. That listen, I know yeah. everybody's ready to just dump on the Jets and everything's going down. And of course, we got young guys that can affect them as well. They'll feel like the season's over, so they don't care. Look at Alan Lazard; he's playing like he don't give a damn. Uh, to be he sure don't. He's playing like he doesn't care at all about anything. So it's like, listen, let me set the vibe. Let me show y'all, I'm here working, bruh, and I'm gonna try to get back out on this field. So if I'm trying to get back on this field, you better be doing everything that you can to get back out on this field and and uh, produce as well, okay? Because, again, whenever he get back, and I hope it's next season, I hope it's not next season, we know it's Super Bowl 100%. That's all people are going to be mm-hmm. talking about. So, yeah, 100%. so that, that's my thought on that. Yeah, that's my thought on that. But I, w- I want to get to this Falcons game really quick with you, Val. You've been really giving us some great takes here. Man, you look at this oh. situation – this offense has been struggling, like, and Brad's been struggling, okay? This offensive line could possibly get Beckton and Schweitzer back, possibly. If they return into the fold, are you expecting this offensive line to kind of be better and take a step forward? Absolutely, absolutely. I would say from the right side to the left tackle and the right tackle, I would say it would be a lot more better because, you know, it, it's looking really bad. We can't even get no running game going or anything or anything possible, man. It was just it, it's terrible the how the way the offensive line is looking. So yeah, I, I absolutely if they do come back, that would be positive for sure. Yeah, I think it will as well. Especially again, with you look at the issues that we've been having, just keeping guys protected. Now we talk about this offensive line when Beckton comes back. Of course, that's going to shore up. That right, that left side. Excuse me. He's going to go back to his left tackle position. Yep. Schweitzer again is supposed to come back. He probably is going to be a right guard. 
would you look to make a change at right tackle? There's been a lot of talk about Carter Warren, some of the things that they've been seeing out of him. Would you look to possibly move Max Mitchell and put Carter Warren in that spot, or are you still riding with Max Mitchell, Max Mitchell, even though he's been struggling? Oh, my God. Listen, I might have to put Carter there, man, because Max Mitchell, he's looking terrible at right tackle. I'm sorry. It was blowing him up on that Dolphins game. I was, I was just like, man, he, he can't handle candle. Couldn't hold the candle at all. So it was just like, man, we got to probably get somebody else in there, probably a right tackle for sure for um, Carter, the rookie. I think he will be a lot more better. You know, I wouldn't say he's going to be great, but I feel like he will hold, down, hold it down from his college experience. And hopefully Makai Beckton can come back. And what's the update on Bruce Brown? Uh, Dwayne Brown. So Dwayne Brown, Dwayne Brown uh, to talk about him. Yeah, D- Dwayne Brown to talk about him. And Sulla talked about how they're just going to see what happens as they continue to flow uh, through this week. I don't think that there has been, like, a definite answer on him just yet oh, um, from what I've seen. So we'll oh, see what man. happens going forward. Um, put him back in because, again, if you put Dwayne Brown back into business, then that means he's going to have to play left tackle because he can't play nothing else. Oh, man. And Sulla to this point has been higher on – Beckton coming back and playing than he has about Dwayne Brown coming back and playing. So the last time they talked about Dwayne Brown, the last time I heard Sellers saying anything about him is we're we're still got to wait and see. We're going to wait and see what's going on. And I, to me, that just seems like they, they don't want him to come back. And if he does come back, he probably is going to be on the bench. I'll keep it real. I'll keep it real. Because he can't play nothing else but left tackle. He can't play nothing else yeah. but left tackle. And we know that Makai Becton right now is literally an elite left tackle in this league. He's been the best yeah. healthy offensive lineman the New York Jets have had this season. He's been the best. Yeah. He's been our best healthy yeah, offensive basically. lineman by far. Absolutely. And I cannot it wait him to see what he gets paid. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, oh, man. I can't wait to see what he gets paid because he's going to get paid this offseason. I don't want to go into that oh, too much because I told y'all. I told y'all. <laughs> but nobody wanted to hear me, okay? Now, we're talking about the offensive line. What are your expectations for Tim Boyle? Because he's going to be the starter, as we know. Sulla said they're going to continue to go forward with him to this point. What are your expectations for Tim Boyle, man? Oh, God. Oh, well, listen, Tim Boyle. I just hope he can get the ball out fast as possible as he did against the Dolphins. I just hope that the offense is more constructive of them opening up the plays because it's not Zach Wilson. So now they can open up the plays more that they were saying that, you know, because he's been in the system for a long time. So I want to see more opening from that, from that direction. I want to see him, you know, changing up plays as well too, because, you know, he's been in the system for a long time. Quote, quote-unquote what they said. So, you know, I definitely want to see him, you know, do a lot more things. And I want to see this running game as well, too. I just want to see a balanced offense from Tim Boyles as well, too, from running game to passing game. I don't want it to be very, like, you know, always passing the ball. I want to see us running the ball as well, too, because I feel like we kind of went away away from that, from the, um, you know, from the Dolphins game due to, you know, them just blitzing and, um. You know, they were stacking the box. They was definitely stacking the box because they didn't respect Tim Boyle as well, too. So, you know, because we don't take mm-hmm. the we don't throw the ball deep. And I also want to see that as well, too. Us actually taking chances of throwing the ball deep because it just seems like everybody's just packing the box and stuff. So I definitely want to see that. 
from this offense. Yeah. Getting the ball out. No, fast. yeah. I'm, man, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he gets the ball out fast, and I hope it's going into the right person's hands. <laughs> exactly. Man, I, exactly. I, I think a big part of I think a big part of it too is Nathaniel Hackett's got to be better um, calling plays because he can get the ball out yes. fast. But if guys know, you know, there's only the, getting the ball getting the ball out of your hands fast only you know it, it can only get you so far because you dropping back taking two steps and then throwing the ball that means you're not throwing nothing deep. You can't throw nothing deep. Exactly. Because nothing. exactly because they're not getting past the team so, guard line because, you know, nothing. Yeah. two steps yeah. back. <laughs> you yeah. know, the, the so defense, he can throw the as fast as he right like. Yeah, and that's what we saw against the Dolphins. The, that interception that he threw, he was throwing the breeze hall, they tipped that right up and picked it off. They're not like the line has got to be better and Nathaniel Hackett Again, if there's a guy that should be fired on this staff, it should be Nathaniel oh, Hackett because this play Hackett. calling has been a This is week stroke. 13. Woo, I mean, Joe, come on. This is week 13. From week one <laughs> to week 13, we've been saying Nathaniel Hackett has to get better. The play calling yeah. has to get better. The play calling has yeah. to get better. It just never gets better. You know, it's just the same yeah. product over and over. Like I said, Joe, mm-hmm. I've openly said that. I've been betting on the Jets just punting the ball, and I've been winning all ever since. Listen, if I'm going to watch these games, I might as well get paid. Come on, Joe. <laughs> if I'm going to sit here and watch a whole bunch of punts and field goals, I might as well get paid, man. I'm like, come on, man. He said you're going to have to pay me to watch the game. You gonna have to, I'm not paying to watch this. You're going to pay me. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not flipping about. Get to the money, okay? Get to the get money. To I'm the all money. about that, okay? Listen, get your bag, okay? Get your bag because at the end of the day, man, it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Make sure. Make sure that your pockets are filled with dollars. All right? The Jets, you're going to stress me out, baby. You're going to have to give me some, you know what I'm saying, break me off some chicken. Give me some money. The moolah bread. I need something. The moolah. going to stress me out, and that's it. Nah. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. You gonna pay me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So my final question, Val, is we talked about our offense and everything, and we'll get to the lines again. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine nine one seven. You're next. How important is it that we get to Desmond Ritter, man? Do you think the New York Jets pass rush will be able to get after him? He's got some weapons too, Bijan Robinson. I'm worried about him. I'm worried mm-hmm. about Kyle Pitts, that big tight end over there. Give me your thoughts, man. Do you think the Jets defense gets to Ritter, and how concerned are you about their weapons? Whew. Okay, listen. The, um, the Falcons have been, I would say they're five and six. They're, they've been up and down as well, too. I think we definitely could get to Ritter. Now, the only problem is, is the offense going to give the defense a break to at least, you know, sit on the sideline to get a break, break, and not be on the field 75% of the time on, you know, mm-hmm. during this game. That's the only yeah. problem. Now, if it's a balanced game, oh, we're going to kill this team. But if it's a te- if we're, the defense is always on the field and, you know, they're mm-hmm. going to get tired out because, they like, I get, like you just said, they have a lot of weapons. So they're definitely going to get tired out as well, too. So I just feel like, you know, if it's a balanced game, they would definitely get to redder. And that shouldn't even be hard, to be honest with you. But, you know, just hopefully, you know, they, they definitely could. But if anything, I'm going to have confidence in this team. It's definitely the defense, 100%. They showed up all year. 
Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. That's my no. That's Listen, my you, to that. You're talking facts. Listen, Val, this is a phenomenal call. Before I let you go, man, give me your final score prediction. The Jets, Falcons, who do you think wins? Who do you think oh, loses? Man. How do you think it ends up? Talk to oh, them. Man. Talk to oh, them. man. All right, listen, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run. But I will say, I will say, we're on a four-game losing streak. Oh, man. I will say, man, I I definitely think this is going to be probably a a low scoring. I would say 10 to 17. 10 to 17. And I'm probably going to go with the the Jets. I'm going to go with the Jets this time. Let's let's change it. All right. 10-17 10-17 Jets. <laughs> Listen, Val, phenomenal call from you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? All right, man. Have a good one. Everybody likes to subscribe to Joe. And like I said, as I always say, anything he says at the end of the show, it is all allegations. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> anything I tell y'all about Val is facts. Okay, it's facts. Anything I tell y'all up here is facts. All right, allegations. I come on, you know me. Y'all know me. All right, no lies up here. Salutes and respect to all the savages, and again, salutes and respect to Val coming in with great takes. Nine one seven. We'll get to you in a second. All right, I'll see y'all in the building. Salutes to all the savages in the building. Todd, salutes. You know what I'm saying? Good to see you here, Todd. Has had a question, man. He has some things he wanted to ask. He said, "Joe, who do you think, uh, who do you think will be the Jets' target for backup quarterback next year?" Uh, we'll see. We'll see what, what's going forward. Um, I don't know what. Uh, personally, man, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with Zach Wilson going forward. There's a chance that he can end up being the New York Jets' backup quarterback again. All right, we know that they don't. They aren't necessarily keen on giving up on him, but there's a lot of talk, all right? And I think that the New York Jets will look to take a quarterback in this upcoming draft, probably in those later rounds. So there's a chance that one of our backup quarterbacks could be a guy that's coming in from the draft uh, that's going to be competing with Zach Wilson. Maybe, if they keep Zach Wilson, that could be competing with Zach Wilson in the future, all right? Uh, But there's some guys that could, could shake loose and become free. We'll see. I wouldn't be... Uh, I, I don't know if Mike White is going to shake loose again from the Dolphins. Um, is going to shake loose maybe next season. Who knows? Uh, we'll see what happens. But he would be a guy I would be interested in if he shakes loose from the Dolphins again, um, you know, this upcoming year. So we'll see what happens. But the Jets definitely, um, you know, I definitely think are going to try to take a quarterback in this upcoming draft for sure. Again, salute to all the savages in the chat. I see you in the building. All right. A lot of people talking, a lot of great questions. GVH in the chat salutes. He says, defenses are real in this league, as Parsons showed us last night. That's a fact. All right, salutes to Michael Parsons and the Cowboys. They're doing their thing. Imagine Miles Garrett rushing in on a cold Cleveland December morning behind this line. What's going to happen to an immobile QB? He's talking about Aaron Rodgers. Okay, that's what I'm telling you all. A lot of people not thinking. All right, go ahead and go up against Cleveland. Miles Garrett comes screaming off that edge, and Aaron Rodgers is not 100% with an Achilles. You think he's going to evade Miles Garrett? Brother, there are healthy quarterbacks that can't evade him, okay? Salutes to GVH. Angry as well. I see you in the building. Angry. Salutes. He says, finally, someone with half a brain 
You're one of the few that have the right idea. It's just like the Jets to take a ridiculous fast recovery and screw it up. He's talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, my thoughts and opinions on Aaron Rodgers. Salutes to you, Angry. Good to see you in the building. I'm telling you, man. Michael also says uh, sometimes you have to save the player for themselves. The Jets aren't a playoff run. Go for the highest draft pick. He's talking about, uh, you know, sitting Aaron Rodgers down. I'm not a guy that talks about the draft. And, you know, I mean, we'll wait until the draft comes. I'm not here to talk about draft positioning. You know, I'm not necessarily in favor of tanking. All I'm saying is that I'm thinking about the future. But Michael, you know, made the statements, and he's got he's got a point there. He's got a point, and I respect it. I respect it, all right? So we're going to keep getting to the lines again, 515-602-9639. Salutes to Bree as well, my overseas guys. If I don't say it enough, all my guys from overseas that listen and watch and hit me up and talk to me, I am always stunned that y'all listen to me. Y'all so far away. <laughs> I'm always stunned, but I love it. I love hearing from uh, you know, my listeners from across the pond, and I respect and salute y'all, okay? I really, really um, admire y'all, man, and I love hearing y'all perspective on football. So you guys are more than welcome to talk that talk in here, all right? I really, really love hearing about uh, a lot of things. So 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. I got to get back to these lines. People are gonna get mad at me. I just wanna wanna give the the savages some shine. Keep putting your questions in the chat. We will come to you. Subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. Also, please give the video or the stream, excuse me, a thumbs up and share it across social media with your friends and your family. Okay. Now it's time to get back to these lines, man. Next caller. It's going to be Venom G's. We're coming to Venom, all right? For those of you that do not know Venom, he's a savage. Venom salutes. Good to speak with you. Man, we have been going back and forth, Venom, about a lot of different things. We know that Aaron Rodgers has been activated. He's in his 21-day window. What are your thoughts? about him being back at practice with the Jets. And do you think it's realistic that we'll actually see Aaron Rodgers on the field again this year under center for the Jets? Uh, I think we'll probably see him the last game of the season because I, I, I think he just want to show people that he could, he came back from this Achilles in the most shortest period of, uh, of time. So I think he wants, he has something to prove. But it, it it just I don't think he's gonna play in no meaningful games this year at all. So because I think our season is wrapped up. But I think he's gonna he's gonna hit the field again just to show that he's Iron Man. You know, so he's he's gonna step on that field again. Mm-hmm. Well, you know? I think he he came out and he talked about it, and I wanted to to ask you about that too. But he did say that if the Jets, the two big things that he said before, especially on McAfee, was, "Am I healthy?" Are we in it? And then he kind of echoed those statements when he spoke to the media because he said that whether the New York Jets were in the in the playoff chase or not would greatly impact whether he'd be back out on the field. He even went as far as to say that he does not think that the Jets, you know, brass, front office, top guys would sign off on him going back out into the back out on the field um, and playing in a game unless the Jets were in contention. 
you know what I'm saying, we're going to be making making a run for the playoffs or trying to get in. So I think that if the Jets aren't in the playoff chase, as in it's dead, which, again, mathematically, I think we're – I think it's like 5.3% or something like that. The stat nerds can, can let me know about this. But it's like it's, – it's a low percentage, but technically we are still alive for the playoffs. But I think that if, uh, if it's said and done and the door is closed – uh, with these upcoming next weeks, if it's over, then I don't think he's going to play. But when I look at this situation, man, I say to myself, even if we are in the running for the playoffs to make the playoffs, I still think that he shouldn't be out there on the field. What are your thoughts about that, Venom? If the Jets were in a position to make the playoffs, am I wrong for saying that I still do not want to see Aaron Rodgers hit the field because I want him to be fully protected? Yo. I, I know we're doing a lot of talking, Joe, but mm-hmm. you just listen. You speak to me about the guy that, you know, said immunized when they asked him about the the shot he got. So I'm not listening to him. I'm not believing nothing he tells me. <laughs> and I'm not believing <laughs> I'm not all the Jets organization about him. Yo, Joe, they told us last year Beckton would have been back. They told us Dwayne Brown was okay. They told us all these things. I've never seen nothing happen yet, Joe. <laughs> so I don't know who to believe in this situation. Who who we gonna believe, Joe? We we got two liars here, man. Believe in A Rod or 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 the the one that always tells you it's a sunny day and it's raining every every Sunday. I, I, I watch football. My days are cloudy and gloomy every time I watch football <laughs> Jets. It's been a whole season of horrible weather, it seems like to me. My days have been gray every time I watch Sunday. Yeah. Listen, I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you that even if he's healthy, even and he's not uh-huh. going to be because he's even said himself, he's not going to be 100% whenever he sees the field. They should not put him out there. Even though he said, well, I don't care if I re-injure it, then five to six months, do not put him out there. Don't do it. Because I'm thinking about the future, man. I'm thinking about the future. Yeah, it makes makes no sense. I'm thinking about next season. I want you to be healthy. I want you to train with Garrett Wilson and Alan Mm -hmm. Lazard and make sure you, they get to all uh, y'all all understand this offense together and make sure we prepare for the next season. But I don't want to see you this year. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers yeah. this year. Just, mm-hmm. just, just be a high draft pick, man. At this point. Mm-hmm. Now, well, that's, that's, think about this. Yeah, we're we're speaking about this now. <laughs> Robert Sulla. There's been a lot of Jets fans calling for the heads of Joe Douglas, Robert Sulla. Hackett, all those guys. They're Jets fans that want to see this whole front office staffing all cleared out, fire them all. When Aaron Rodgers was asked about that, he kind of sidestepped the question because he felt like it was a trap question. Um, he was asked mm-hmm. that, you know, is his return next season, is it, um, you know, contingent on those guys coming back in 2024? You know, basically, hey, if all these guys get fired, are you going to come back? He sidestepped the question, but he did say that he felt like Sulla and all those guys, Joe Douglas, the staff, he feels like with all those guys here, including Hackett, they have a recipe for success. 
In my opinion, the way I interpret that is that if either of those guys get fired and he's not signed off on it, then he's not going to return. And that Sulla and all these guys here have a free year. Basically, you know, it's it's a it's a takeoff year. They're not going to be held accountable for anything that happens. If it's, you know, horrible, they're not going to get fired, okay? What are your thoughts about that, man? Do you think that this is a safe year for those guys behind Aaron Rodgers? I, I, I don't, Joe. I know – as the fans, we we don't we don't think it's the it's the year that you just get to since everyone went down the first game. It seems like mm-hmm. they they up their season like okay you know everything ain't here and they get the pass for this year so nobody's gonna get fired just because everyone went down and they want to see what it's gonna look like with all these pieces together before they make any moves so they everybody's mm-hmm. safe for this year. I don't think I don't think. With Aaron Rodgers, he just left the Packers where the organization did people dirty. So he don't want the Jets aren't going to do anything this year. They're going to say let's run it back with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, you know, and and see how far we could go because it's it's mm-hmm. a whole little bus for them, you know. So I don't I don't think they're yeah. willing to to fire anybody at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't either. I think that and again those changes could greatly impact. Uh, this run next year or maybe the year after that again. And I think, uh, I think, like I said, I think it's a free year. I think they're clear and safe. I don't think they're going to be fired. I remember Sulla has been asked by the media alone if he feels like, um, you know, if his job is in jeopardy this year. He quickly, without hesitation, no. Yeah, <laughs> he just said no. Like they asked him, do you feel like your job is in jeopardy at this point? I, I think it was after the Dolphins game. Do you feel like your job's in jeopardy at any point? No, I don't. Yeah, because I think yo, I think it's this, been. Go go ahead. Go and ahead. that he's been fooling on a thousand thorns, Joe. Everything that we're frustrated about isn't him. It's just they sent him out there and say, "Hey, say what, say what we got on this paper," and he does it. <laughs> we don't want to see. We don't want to see that. He know what this is. So he's like, ah, man, he he, he, he supports his team. He supports mm-hmm. everybody in that building like that about him. But I, I just wish he would hold people accountable. And I don't know if he does or doesn't in, in behind closed doors. But what I see is he's, he's taking all the hits. He's taking all the hits for this team. And, mm-hmm. and, and he's, he, so I think everybody behind this curtains are like, good job. He's safe until next year. Let's see what. What happens? Mm-hmm. I don't think he fears his, you know, job position at all. Yeah, I, I, you I know, think he holds like, guys accountable. Yeah, I, I think he holds yeah, guys I, accountable. I think that, I think that, uh, look, I mean, he just benched Alan Lazard. And we'll be talking about him in a little bit. He just benched Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard literally said he was shocked by it. He didn't see it coming. And, <laughs> I mean, I thought to myself, I don't see how you didn't. Are you out here just loafing around? Like you playing like you didn't just get paid forty four million dollars. Like he just he's out here doing whatever. And I've been talking about him about three three Yo, weeks before he actually got benched. And I was saying he should get benched because of the way he was playing. You dropping footballs, you running lazy routes. It was insane. You know that that made me think like he's he's done with Lazard because he only said he has a year and a half to go before that. When he said that, I was yes. like, oh shoot, he's He's really done with yes. this guy here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he literally, he literally said, yeah, he, he literally said, uh, yeah, he's going to be here for about a year and a half. 
<laughs> a year and a half more. Elijah Moore could go out there and curse. He, you wouldn't hear peep about anything like that or hear that come across mm-hmm. his lips. But this time you heard it, and he must be frustrated. Mm-hmm. So I know it's something that, you know, is going on internally where he's like, all right, mm-hmm. we got we to get this stuff. So, yeah, oh, oh, I mean, hey, you, listen, I, I don't – I don't know if you're on a headset, Venom, but if you can come off the headset, you're kind of you're, you're going in and out. Um, so please just correct that situation if you could. But, yeah, yeah. listen, Alan Lazard, he got to get it together. Because if you keep playing yeah, like this, yeah, like, no, could. bro, you just got paid a ton of money. Nobody has time yeah. for this, bro. A lot of people are talking about the Jets' offense and their struggles, and this is why I said that, um, you know, that Zach Wilson was not – it was a factor for sure. Like, he wasn't Patrick Mahomes or – but Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. but he wasn't the biggest issue on this offense. And I think that we no. saw that once he sat down and you had Tim Boyle in there. Like, Alan Lazard still is playing like crap. Like, these guys are still yeah. playing garbage. You know what I'm saying? Still drop yeah. balls. We still saw penalties. We saw the same. The offense looked worse with Tim Boyle as a starter than it did with Zach Wilson, which is insanity. Yeah. Because everybody hates Zach Wilson, right? <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I don't know if everybody hates him, but we know we know it wasn't him. Now we see clearly, like, okay, it's not just him, and it's, <laughs> it's good that they put Brown Lee. <laughs> we put Brown Lee in, and you know we just got to give these guys Ooh. more opportunities to to yeah, you know, do their thing around the league, man. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that yeah. Lazar is sitting down for right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's going to be active. Seller did come out and say that he was going to be active in this upcoming game. He's not going to be deactivated. But what I will say is that he better come out and play like uh, – he better be rejuvenated. I will say that. He better be rejuvenated. Because like you said, and that was a great point, Sulla did say during that press conference when they asked him about, you know, Alan Lazard, he did say – you know, he, he also said, hey, I want him to return to being the player that he was, you know, that I know he can be and he's got to get it together. But he did say, yeah, he's going to be a Jet for about a – he's got about a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. About a year yeah. and a half uh, left year. Yo, so, yeah, I got a if question you don't get it together, you, that's that option. That's that option year, okay? Go ahead. Yeah. I got a question. What do you think is – because we always – I don't know what's going on with the O-line. Well, mm-hmm. We always see an issue with the O-line with Dwayne Brown. Why haven't we seen him consistently this year? Like, if you're paying this guy – Eleven million dollars to not play. He it seems like because he sucks. Yeah. Okay. 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 He sucks. He I, made I, that look, simple. He sucks. He sucks. Why? Why Yo. is it so hard for Jet? You know, Jets fans blow. My mind. Yeah, Jets Yo, blow I'm, my mind, man. He sucks. No, you know what? Why can't, you know what blows my mind is because you what? you you. Highway 77, you put him on the right side, and you said, no, this guy, Dwayne Brown, is the left tackle. We saw him get Aaron Rodgers hurt, and, and uh-huh. I don't know, he got hurt right after that. <laughs> so I don't know what the yeah. other, Dwayne Brown. This, this well, is, is just Dwayne crazy. Brown sucks, but this is, this is why I told – and this is what I don't understand about Jets fans. I literally all offseason said, Makai Beckton – should be the Jets' starting left tackle. And everybody yep. was saying, listen, put him on the right side, let Dwayne Brown start a left tackle. I said, Dwayne Brown is not. I don't know who those Y'all were. talk about Dwayne Brown like he's Trent Williams. That's no. why y'all talk about oh. him. Like he's one of the top tackles. No. He's, he's, he's a veteran. Yeah. Like Dwayne Brown is not that guy. He's not. 
Yep. And he's not better than Makai Becton. He's not. Because if he was, he would be starting over Makai Becton. Yep. For a fact. Mm-hmm. For a fact. Yep. And let me tell you, and, let, let, and I know Jets fans don't want to hear it, and we'll keep getting to the lines, 515-602-9639. I see you. We'll be coming to you in a second. Here's the deal. They literally gift-wrapped the left tackle position for, uh, for Dwayne Brown coming into the season. This dude literally was not practicing until, like, the last yeah. week he came off the pup. He, the last week before the season started, he came off the pup. He didn't play in any preseason games, nothing. Mind you, we in a brand nothing. new team. He wasn't out there with yeah. the guys building camaraderie, nothing. He didn't gel with the mm-hmm. line, nothing. They mm-hmm. just said, oh, he'll yeah. be fine. He's a veteran. He's this. And I said, listen, that's not going to work. And when he got out there, we saw that, that it didn't work. Yeah. But I think, again, people are forgetting – no disrespect, who Dwayne Brown is. Remember when Mike White yeah. got his ribs broken in that game yeah. against the Bills yeah. and he was getting destroyed? Yeah. Do you want to know who yeah. the starting left tackle was? <laughs> it was your boy, Dwayne Brown. Brown. Yeah, it was. Brown. Well, I, know how I know that for a fact, not just because I'm a Jets fan and I watch the game. Anybody remember the quote after the game from Dwayne Brown? They asked him, yo, what are your thoughts about Mike White coming back out after he was jacked up? And he said, that boy's a dog. He was the guy out there getting him blasted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just, yeah. Look, look, Dwayne Brown, he's an average to, like, slightly below average to below average starting left tackle. That's why he was out there for so long. But he ain't better. He ain't better than Makai Becton. And that's why they're nope. not rushing to bring him back. Because if he was, he would be back yesterday. Yeah. So, but do you think do is. you think that they? I don't think. I think Dwayne Brown knew he was done. I think the Jets probably mandated, bro, come on, you you got to come on and get out of here, man. Because it seems like they do that to a lot of their players, and and get them hurt. No, I, like when Kai Beckton just goes back into mm-hmm. games. His damn near bone is coming out his knee, and they still say, go out there. No, Dwayne, he's okay. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we don't see him for the rest of the year. So, this, this, no, I think I, this I team mean, is, is a part of that as I, well, too. Yeah, I, I think that, I think again, I think Jets fans also forget that last year Dwayne Brown was on the IR, too. He was on the IR yeah, to start yeah. the season. And then I think he yep. finished the season on IR, too. I think people just forget <laughs> that this guy, again, he's and people jump on everybody else that has injuries here and don't play for – but they, nobody wanted to jump on Dwayne Brown. He was coming back from that shoulder issue. He had the surgery, and he came mm-hmm. back, and he was the same guy, honestly, that he was before. And then he got hurt again. Or the, I think it was the shoulder it, got worse. He got hurt again or something like that. So – it, it And I got one more quick he, question, Joe. One more yeah, quick question. Why, why do you think – we have all these healthy scratch players when the trade deadline was there and we still kept, you know, Lawson on the roster. All these people mm-hmm. we don't play, why do we Why do mm-hmm. we still have them? And we have these young guys now taking snaps and these guys are getting high-paid players are just sitting on the bench, just not doing anything where we could have traded them, got something, some compensation for them before the season ended and we got to let them go. I just don't I think it's, even see the, the, the sense in that. I, I don't think that you – and this is me personally. This is the only assessment that I can have. I don't think that they could get adequate uh, compensation for him. Uh-huh. I mean, we like, Carl Lawson, great, like, team guy, but 
Mm-hmm. We we all know he has back issues, and he's had them. That's mainly been the reason why he's been deactivated for so long. So, I mean, what are teams really going to give up for him? Yeah. He even took a reduced yeah. contract. I mean, if he was like, bruh, if, why take a reduced contract? Like, so I just don't think we can get anything for him. I know that there was a lot of talk about them moving on from Michael Carter at one point before the trade deadline. And didn't nothing Gosh. came to fruition. Nothing happened. And we ended up releasing him. I think it's because they just couldn't get the the draft capital and compensation back. If they could, they would just move okay. on. Okay. They would get the compensation. All Look right, at Elijah you. Moore. The second the compensation came in for Elijah Moore, gone. Get him out of here. Get him out of here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, just, I just don't think they have the compensation. Yeah. Yeah, that makes I sense. I just wanted your input on it. Yeah, there's guys that do need to be playing, like Izzy Annabella Kanda, though. He needs to be playing more. Um, there are guys, other guys as well that were on the deactivated list, like uh, uh, McDonald, that shouldn't have been deactivated, yeah. should have been playing more. But here we are. But before I let you go, Vidim, because i got to slide yeah. off, i got other callers. we got the Falcons coming up. Give me your final score prediction. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? I think the Falcons win... Oh man, it's gonna, wow. I gotta go with Atlanta, man. I, I think it's awesome. gonna be, I think it's gonna be three field goals to four field goals. <laughs> Atlanta winning by three. I know we we can't hit the red zone for nothing. So I think it's gonna be nine nine to fifteen, something like that. And, you know. All right. So that that's Fair my enough. assessment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to thank you Please, for calling. Next one. time I have a show, I want to hear from you. Definitely, definitely will. All right, you have a good one. Venom G is calling in, man. Give it up some fire. There's a lot of questions. I want to hear from everybody. Where did he get to these lines again? 515-602-959. Call in. I'm taking all callers. Next! We're going to go to Jake. Jake, we're coming directly to you. All right. For those of you that do not know, this man, Jake, He's a savage. Jake salutes. We're sitting here. We're having discussions. Aaron Rodgers has been activated. 21-day window. He's returned to the New York Jets practice. Non-contact stuff. A lot of drills. Give me your thoughts about this. Uh, Joe, uh, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Um, who are we drafting next year? I don't know. I don't. I don't know where we're drafting or what we're going to be doing. But give me your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers returning in twenty-one day practice window, man. I think it's insane. That's why I'm ready to say where are we drafting next year? He's not playing at all. He's not playing. So. You- you don't think it's realistic at all that he's going to no, – uh, so you don't think he's going to see the field at all? No. Why, okay. would we, why would we risk everything for next year? Why would we do that? Why? But we're the Jets. We find a way to do that regardless. But that's why I said, who are we drafting next year? Mm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I mean, me personally, I'm right with I mean, you. Joe, I'm thinking that – I don't, I don't think he should see the field until next year. As much as I believe that's my that Robert thing. Sala should – no, no, let me, let me, let me speak. Robert Sala. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm letting this year. Robert Sala has shown me he can't coach this team. 
he can't coach this team. The penalties, he cannot approach his players. He's another Todd Bowles. That's what I've concluded now about him. The offense will probably come back maybe with idea. We're going to next year with maybe a top five pick or top nine pick the way we're going right now. The Jets just think long and hard about who their next quarterback should be because if they go next year with Rodgers and a slum quarterback behind us, they're going to have to get a veteran next year, 100%. Like, if they're not hounding for a veteran quarterback, but they better have their future quarterback drafted next year than the top ten. I want an offensive lineman, but they've got to get a quarterback. Like, I think this fan base needs to wake up and realize that we need – our, our expedited plan on getting a franchise quarterback after Aaron is now going to have to happen next year, not in two or three years now, because Riley Jr. has floundered beyond belief, and there's no repair with him whatsoever. And we need offensive linemen. I don't think that's going to happen. We need offensive linemen. Like, there's no tomorrow. We need a whole new offensive line next year. What is the future of Beckton? He's gone. What's Barry Tucker? I don't know. I don't know if I'm giving him a long-term deal. Dwayne Brown? I don't know. Lakin Tomlinson? No one loves him. Center McGovern? He's not the center, except unless we're ready to give Pittman the job. So what, what, what does our team look like next year? Joe, let me ask you, what does our team look like next year? What does it look like? I think that, I think that our team next year, I think we're going to be doing it. I know people are talking about quarterback uh, at the top of the draft next year. I don't think that's going to happen, me personally, standing here, sitting here right now. I don't think it's going to happen. I Why? think that we'll be taking offensive linemen. It's because we're going to need to protect Aaron Rodgers for a couple of the reasons that you named. Makai Beckton, we'll see what happens going forward with him. I would like to see him resign, but the, the money that you're going to have to pay him as an elite left tackle of this league exactly. is going to be astronomical. I don't know if that's realistic. You still have a hole at right tackle as well. Dwayne Brown is not going to be here. He's gone. Then you also, there's a lot of Jets fans who want to get rid of Lakin Tomlinson as well. Well, you need a left guard then, too. That's three positions right there. This upcoming draft is full of really talented offensive linemen at the top of the board. If you want to grab that, that was the issue that we had this year, right? It was just like Broderick Jones, especially after the Bears took Darnell Wright. We were stuck. We were in a bad, bad position. So now there's offensive guys in this draft, depending on where we go. Me personally, if I was the New York Jets, I'd be looking to trade down. I'll be looking to trade it down, gather capital, and better this offensive line immediately and cheaply. And that's where you can get it done is in the draft. Because if you think you're going to pay a top offensive lineman to come here, even non-top offensive linemen, guys that are just average running the mill, offensive linemen in, the, in, the, uh, in free agency, well, those guys get paid out the wazoo. Never mind the fact that we got other guys we got to pay as well, like Bryce Huss, who's going to get paid astronomically as well because he's a pass rusher. And he's near the top of the league in, uh, in pressures. So all this talk about taking a quarterback in the first round of the draft, I don't think it's going to happen. Now, maybe later in the draft, yeah, in those mid to late rounds, yeah, I think we'll take one to come in here and compete. Will we grab a veteran? We'll see. It seems like they don't want to close the door on Zach Wilson, and we all know that. And <laughs> there's been some – there's been some – you know, you could argue that there's been some steps forward with Zach Wilson so within his offense and things that we've seen him do better this year. But we'll see what happens going forward. But it wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily close the door on Zach Wilson either, not with this coaching staff. I think they'll go forward with him. Aaron Rodgers loves him and thinks he can still, you know, get something out of him. And, again, Zach Wilson has shown some ability. He has. He's shown that he was better than last year. Oh my God. So 
That's my thought. I think that we will uh, be looking to draft offensive linemen. And all this talk about taking a quarterback again, not behind Aaron Rodgers. You better protect Aaron Rodgers because with him here healthy for the next two, maybe three years, our Super Bowl window is opened up. It's wide open, and we can take it. But if you don't protect him with this, with this capital, you're done. It's a wrap. Now, we're talking about a lot of different things here, Jake. You talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about uh, this upcoming game against the Falcons as well. What are your thoughts about this offense, man? Do you think we'll see this offense actually be able to perform and step up with Tim Boyle at the helm against these Falcons? Joe, let's back up for a second. I think we need to talk about something that's a little more important. And the reason why I'm talking about quarterback is because the reality right now is that what is our future after Aaron Rodgers? We don't know what our future is. It could be done after next year, and what if he gets injured again? You don't think guys like Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson and Jermaine Johnson and all these guys haven't looked at the Texans and said, hmm, they've got a franchise quarterback in a state with no state taxes and a crappy division. I might start looking into that. What's going to keep this nucleus together if you just said we can't really pay these guys in the next year or so? Because it's going to get to that point. So, I mean, I don't know how you attempt, how do you attempt to keep them all here they're not going to make as much money being in New Jersey or New York. They know they don't have a future out there, Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, are you telling me they're just going to invest everything into one season next year? Because that's kind of like what it, it's like Ben Roethlisberger. It's like they took Najee Harris for that reason. I just, that's literally I just start what, to think like that's literally. What I think, we've I think done his it, injury this year has now realized. Hold on, I, I think we need to realize at this point that his injury this year has really sped up the process on how long is he really going to be here. And I think all the big players that are here to help us contribute are kind of going to think twice about, do I really want to stay here? And I think his that's injury, a big issue. His injury this year, that. though, Drake, his injury this year literally highlighted the fact that we lack protection. That's what got highlighted, if anything, because he doesn't get injured if you have quality offensive linemen in front of him. If Dwayne Brown, if, this, if the issue, the only guy that has been healthy and solid here is Makai Becton. That's it. That's it. And not only has his injury highlighted that, the entire damn year has. Zach Wilson, mauled, offensive line, cannot block. Tim Boyle, mauled, offensive line, can't block. Everybody blamed it on Zach Wilson and the sacks and stuff like that. You as well. Tim Boyle, veteran within this offense, knows it through and through. The only guy outside of Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett probably knows the offense better than him. He was sacked seven times against the Dolphins. What do you think a rookie quarterback is going to do behind that or a guy that's in his second year? Aaron Rodgers is coming back in 2024. We are all in. You guys are talking about drafting another quarterback, and that's fine. We are all in with Aaron Rodgers. This is what you wanted. You came on the show and talked about this. I, no, so guess Joe, what? When you're all in, hold on, hold on, let me make my point. When you're all in with Aaron Rodgers, as we are, because we are all in, we traded Jack Capital for him, the Super Bowl window is here, it's Super Bowl or bust, you need to do whatever it needs, you need to do to protect this diamond. And that's get him an offensive line today, not tomorrow Today, all these guys that are here, Sauce Garner, and they're still on rookie contracts. We got some, some time with them. 
but we cannot get this guy hurt again and get him blasted by not making sure that we don't address the offensive line this upcoming draft. It must happen. So taking a quarterback and sitting back and, may, and, and waiting because we won't have a second rounder because that'll be gone because we traded that for him. So you're waiting until the, the mid to late round. You must protect this investment. You must. So there is, in my opinion, no drafting a quarterback in round one. That's done. If anything, you trade down and draft offensive linemen. Because if you do not protect Aaron Rodgers and he goes down again next season, you're going to have some problems. And that's when people are going to be talking about getting fired. Give me your final word on that, Jake. Well, he was gonna, we were going to go into this year with this offensive line, which we knew had problems in the first place. So you knew – and first off, let's, let's be very clear, Joe. The offensive line you can blame. You, is it, can, we, can we finally start talking about how this turf is destroying players? Like, Garrett Wilson legitimately, vehemently wanted to almost not play because he knew how much this turf was killing him. The factors of how he got injured was freak occurrence because this turf is killing Look at all the players. Look at J- J- Jalen Phillips last week, torn Achilles again. Al, Al Woods, torn Achilles. Nick Bosa, torn ACL. Solomon Thomas, torn ACL. This, this turf is going to cause problems. I think that's the silent issue nobody wants to talk about. So Aaron Rodgers was going to go into this season with this offensive line. We just trust that he's smart enough to know how to get rid of the ball quick enough. We know Zach Wilson's not the guy because he can't get rid of the ball quick enough. And neither can Tim Boyle and none of these other guys because we didn't have that person. That doesn't even that, – that makes – you can't get rid of the ball quick enough because nobody's blocking. Nobody's blocking. I watched Patrick Mahomes play against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Super Bowl and get destroyed because his offensive line struggled to block. There is no getting the ball out of your hands quick enough if your offensive line can't get in front of a defensive end that is running like a wide receiver because that's how these guys do these days and cracking you upside your head. They got better that is the problem. They got better in line. That, I, that they is got something that I stress ad nauseum. You just offseason. said we're not bringing and these guys in. That's why we should have addressed the offensive kids? line, and we didn't do it currently because you guys wanted uh-huh. and screamed that Makai Beckton shouldn't be the starting left tackle. You yeah. want to talk about right. issues. I think we, the I issue think is that the Wayne Brown is not a starting left tackle, and they force-fed him that spot, put Makai Beckton on the right side when he should have been a starting left tackle. That's the truth. Those are the facts. That's the fact. And this turf being an issue, you know what's crazy, Jake? You too. Nobody was screaming about the turf being an issue when Makai Beckton was getting hurt. Nobody said nothing about the turf then, right? It was all about Makai Beckton just sucks. His knee getting blown up is because he's fat and lazy and all these things. But now the well, turf is, is an but issue. That's, that's another question. That's another... Oh, he is? He's the best left yeah, tackle. He he's one of, excuse me. He's one of the best left tackles in all of football. Okay. All, All right, football. Joe. Let's let's not get let's not not get ahead of ourselves here. Okay. Let's not get ahead. Oh of no no ourselves. no! I'm not ahead of myself. You can look at the stats, okay. my friend. He's an elite left tackle. Like it or not, those are facts, Jake. You want to pay him? That's a fact. You want to pay him? Huh? Do you I want to pay him? Because yeah. last I would love check, to pay him. can't stay healthy at all. Because that's that's I I, oh, I pay he, offensive linemen to stay healthy, like the Brick and Shaw Ferguson and Nick Mangold, who we had for years. He doesn't even cr- well, crack the uh, surface. Listen, listen here. Listen. Well. <laughs> Listen, there's guys that are getting hurt. He's playing. He's the best offensive lineman we have when he is healthy. And he, was, he has been healthy. Outside of this ankle, what did you got rolled up on again, right? Pucker, but but okay. he was out there at practice. 
He's ready to go. He was ready to go and play the day after that. He's been healthy. But I'll tell you what, he's an elite left tackle in this league, Jake. You can like it or not. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Listen, Jake, I'm getting short on time. You know, I like talking to you because I like arguing with you and go back and forth. But I need you to give me your final score prediction, Atlanta, Jets. Who do you think wins? Who do you think loses? How do you think it ends up? 17-6 Falcons. Oof. 17-6 Falcons. Jeez. Yep, that's your fact. Yeah, 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 yeah. Left off the right away, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, Jake, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Like going back and forth. Good night, Joe. All right. Listen, and salutes and respect. I, I see all y'all. I apologize if the audio, I don't know what's going on with the audio here. Uh, hopefully everything's good now, but I see y'all and I appreciate y'all. I want to thank y'all for letting your boy know. All right, we're going to check that out and see what's going on. It might be a thing on Blog Talk side. I don't know. Listen, a lot of things moving and shaking, okay? Things about the New York Jets. Let me quickly get my take out. Jets, Falcons. Uh, I'm going to take the New York Jets to beat the Falcons. Don't ask me how we're going to do it. But I think we beat the Falcons 13-7. to 13-7. to seven. I'm taking the Jets. As y'all hear, they're already hating on your boy. We got to quickly end the show. <laughs> Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love thinking about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I am also on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter, okay? Uh, follow your boy. I'll follow you right back. No issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times. I can't wait till he comes back. This offensive line is in trouble, okay? I'm also on YouTube as well. Go on over to YouTube, all right? Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. All right? Please give the stream videos a thumbs up. Comment in the comment section. Let's go back and forth. If you want to troll me, no issues. I will troll you right back on there as well. And as always, people, when you see me in person, because you will see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing, no matter what anyone tells you. I want to thank you, folks, for calling in, taking time out of your day to watch. Anything that you do, subscribe, interact with your boy. I appreciate you all. Without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to interact with your boy. So until the next show, you folks have a good one. Peace. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.